0: They pulled the car over,
1: and what is in the driver's seat? A brazo! Turns out old Brian here would do just about anything to not be wrong. And that included setting the fires himself, if need be. Not only did he become a star on the field, he happened to become a star at school. All the girls love him.
0: All the guys want to be him. The teachers is talking to him. Life is good for this 26-year-old In high
2: school. Turns out even Canadians can get a little hot under the collar sometimes, huh? All right, hello and welcome to. WPP News, part of the Working Perspectives podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. I'll be accompanied tonight by Mikey Medigon and Leshmize Liam Reese. On this show, we're going to be bringing you topics from around the globe. The topics will fall under three different categories. The categories are stupid is as stupid does, incredibly incredible, and sports and spets. We're going to head to Liam Leshmize Reese, who's in Memphis, Tennessee, for the first topic. Liam, what do you have
1: for me? it's that time of year again winter and not just winter the part of winter when the temps drop low and the wind just cuts through you here in memphis it's no different when temps dropped below 20 degrees which caused a man to immediately regret his daring escape demarcus davis decided once night fell he was hitting the old dusty trail memphis police were notified at 10 p.m that he was missing by 10:35 p.m demarcus was pleading with civilians to use their cell phones and call police so that they could take him back. He was soon picked up and taken back to jail. So they actually, really, they should have left him out there to freeze because DeMarcus was already facing two counts involving a child. So with any luck, that escape card will bang him for, uh, you know, another couple years or anything. But, uh, you know, I guess, you know, the... Heat in jail must be, from what I've heard, it's pretty cold in jail, but the heat must be working at least somewhat good. Better than below 20 degrees. But, uh, you know, hopefully this guy, they, they, uh, you know, put him under the jail, though, because he's dumb and he messes with kids. So uh, it's getting pretty cold out here. So I'm going to go get arrested so that I can warm up as well. I'm going to send it back to you, Matt, at the WPP Studios.
2: Great stuff, Liam. Thank you for that. Man, I'll tell you, it looks like he was really missing his three hots in a cot. <laughs> yeah, from what I heard, I think the escape tunnel that he dug turned out to be a wind tunnel. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, well, let's keep it moving then. We're going to head back to Florida, our favorite state in the Union. The home of all things great. The one and only Florida where Mikey Medigan is there with the story. Mikey, what's the scoop? Well, my mother, I, I swear to God. Oh, shut up. I'm trying to do
0: something here. And you're over there. I'm in Florida. My favorite state in the union where it's nice and warm. Unlike Mr. Liam, I'm here soaking up the sun and looking at the boobies. We're in Flager County, Florida. Right and behind me is the courthouse. Why am I here? Because a 35-year-old man, Stephen Watkins, who's a paraplegic, was out on his pedal bike, the thing you do with your hands. He's moving the little hamster wheel with his hands. He's driving down the road. A Ford hatchback bumps into him, knocks him off his bicycle to the ground. He runs away, goes to his house. The guy, Mr. Watkins, happened to be a former correctional officer otherwise known as a friend of the fellas so they instantly went drove down on his man's house and the address they found the house they woke up they knock on the door who answers the door surprise surprise his parent he's 35 he lives in the basement he jerks off into a tissue his parents say he's not here he they go they look they track his car they find his car 20 miles away on the palm coast they pull the car over and what is in the driver's seat? A you Mrs. Carla Smith, forty-eight years old, who instantly admits that she has methamphetamine in her possession. The policemen take her out of the car. They see the the crystal-like substance. They test it. It comes back for methamphetamine. Now, good old Mister Andrew Crow. Well, decides to tell his officers that he, too, happens to have drugs on him. But where are the drugs? They happen to be in his honey hole. They tells him that it's deep inside his butt crack all the way up marker 93 on the Hershey Highway. So they ask him, listen, you don't want us climbing up in there to find it. Can you pull it out yourself? He agrees. They uncuff him. He jiggles his fingers in his butthole a little bit. Drives a hatchback, by the way. Makes sense. Jiggles his butthole a little bit the drugs fall out. Now they capture the drugs. They know right away it's more methamphetamine. Now, the big issue here is that when they find him with the methamphetamine, he was already a convicted criminal. Now, as he's doing this, Mr. Meth over here, booty crack Coswell, is being charged with leaving the scene of a crash, possession of meth, possession of drug paraphernalia, and introducing contraband into an inmate facility, and he's currently being held on $8,000 bail bond, where he will absolutely not be able to produce the money. And I'm going to be honest, Matthew, I'm down here in Florida, and it's I don't, it's something in the water down here. I swear to God, they're running around. There's girls with no tops. Everybody's got the tattoos nowadays. I don't know what's happening. i seen one sucker, what is the size of a silver dollar. I don't know how he made them like that, but... I got to get back home. I can't do this no more. This ain't Boca up here. I don't know what I'm doing, man. But back to WPP News, Matthew. I got to go.
2: Thank you for that, Mikey Metagon. Man, Phew, wrecked him. Damn near killed him, huh, boys? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Turns out after he slid on the ice, he then shoved it up his man wallet. Really tough (gasps) stuff. But we're going to keep it on moving. We're going to head to our next topic, which is incredibly incredible, where we're going to go up to Canada, the great white north, where we're going to talk to Liam. Who's got the story? Liam, what's the scoop? I'm here in Chape,
1: Quebec, where earlier this year, around 500 homes were evacuated due to a fire. If you remember... During 2023, we had a bunch of those wildfires, all the smoke and everything. It even drifted all the way down here to us in the states. Well, if you also remember with these fires, the Internet conspiracy community went wild for like why these fires were happening. That, like who did it? Was it intentional and everything? And a man by the name of Brian paree I believe I'm saying his name right. He was a diehard member of this conspiracy community, and boy, was he dug in deep. Brian would tell anyone who would listen that the 2023 wildfires were purposely set by none other than the Canadian government. Turns out, old Brian here would do just about anything to not be wrong, and that included setting the fires himself, if need be. Between May 31st and June 1st, Paris set five fires. So many fires in such a short time, though, raised suspicion this would be his undoing. Although first considered a witness, once people started talking to Brian, he was, you know, he was acting real sketchy, real, real goofy, you know. So long story short, after an investigation, they ended up hitting him with 13 arson charges. Brian saw smoke signals on the wall and he pled guilty. So in the end, the moral of the story is this. If you suspect something fishy of your government, maybe... Don't do it yourself to prove the point because they'll get you. They always get you. Also, the smoke was so lame, so screw this guy anyway. You know what I mean? It it really made things annoying here, in, uh, you know, North America, like in the United States. But uh, that's about it. I'm Liam Reese, signing off from Quebec. Matt, thank you for that, Liam.
2: Man, shoo! Turns out even Canadians can get a little hot under the collar sometimes, huh? He probably thought Justin Trudeau personally lit each fire with a maple syrup-soaked hockey stick. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Really good stuff. Thank you for that, Liam. But we're going to keep it moving. We're going to head to the Land of the Rising Sun, where Mikey Medigan has a story about, well, it's one heck of a dinner. Mikey. What's the scoop? I got something else rising,
0: Matthew, with all this me love you, long time here in Tokyo, Japan. Here, a fella by the name of the Tokyo's finest, Chef Boyar Ball, decides Mayo Sugayami. I think I'm saying that right. I don't know. They got so many letters in these names. Mayo Sugayami, a self-described asexual. Whatever the frig that means. I don't know. You know, I don't know. He's a asexual that had surgery to remove his franken beans in which he then offered it to five buyers at the beautiful price of two hundred and fifty dollars a plate now old chef mayo took his fish and served it three ways See, i did that three ways he served it he's he made it three courses he had one course for the pecker in the stem then he had another course for his giant matzo balls he had them big mozzarella balls then the last cost the grossest cost was his scrotum skin he served it three ways five absolute schofozo showed up paid the money to eat this man's nut now he garnered his mutilated manhood with button mushrooms and italian parsley you can't add us in there Don't mix your culture with my culture. Culture vultures, I tell you. Now, others called the authorities. But apparently, in Japan, there's no law against cannibalism. And now, listen, I got to be honest. Here's the thing. After this story, I reached out to this young fella. He did not respond to me. I asked him, how can you sell your pishfandau and the rest of your goods for $1,200? I'll give you $1,200 to keep your manhood. I don't know what's going on over here in Japan, Matt. I know they eat dogs. I know they eat cats. I may or may not have tried one. I may or may not have met a lady boy. Either way, I've never ate another man's manhood. So I'm not sure what's happening over here in Japan. Tokyo makes all these cool cars. They make they make the video games. They make all the fun. But apparently these, uh, what do you call them? Uh, asexuals are out here doing the wild. And I don't know what to do. Signing off, your favorite. Wonder Bread Wop, Mr. Mikey Medagon. Back to you, WPP News.
2: I'll tell you, you know, it's always those fancy restaurants that make you pay for extra small portions. But all that over a little spring roll and some wontons, huh, boys? (laughs) 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 Man, that's tough stuff, tough stuff. I mean... $12.50 1250 for the whole kit and caboodle. Not worth it. But either way, let's keep it moving. Uh we're going to go on to our third category, which is sports and speds. And on this one, we're going to head to a t- high school in Texas where Mikey Medigan has the story of a man living everyone's fantasy. Mikey, what's the scoop? I'm
0: here in Texas. I got some brisket got away from that that Metagon with the uh you know, the pitch Findel soup. I don't want none of that. I came over here. Mm-hmm. They cut up mm-hmm. pork. They cut up the pig. You know, they do it right here in Texas. They might not have that many Italians, but they do it right. I'm here at the Skyline View High High School where Mr. Sidney Gillstrap Portley was arrested for a slew of charges after creating a fake identity claiming to be a Hurricane Harvey evacuee. Portley, a star. At North Mesquite High School, six years ago, six years ago, decided he was going to enroll at the Skyline High under the name Rashawn Richardson, where he quickly became an absolute star player. He's dribbling right. He's dribbling left. He shoots the ball into the circle with the net. He does it all. Now, not only did he become a star on the field, he happened to become a star at school. All the girls love him. All the guys want to be him. The teachers is talking to him. Life is good for this 26-year-old in high school. Now, how does this story end? He's living every man's dream. They go to this big tournament. There's all these good teams there. Everybody wants to see the star. He's out here killing it. What happens to be that his former high school is in this tournament. And in this tournament in his former high school is his former coach who happens to point out that this man gone over here Used to play for me six years ago. He brags him out to the coach. The coach finds out. The coach tells on him. He gets in a little bit of trouble. But here's the catch, Matthew. This, my friend, Maddie the Meat Missile, this is where it gets strange. He had a freshman girlfriend. Now he's getting charged with some weird stuff because apparently he put his tongue in her mouth and also grabbed her fun bag over her shirt. So now. He's being charged with a couple small charges where he will do no criminal time in a jail facility. But what he will have to do is register his dumb ass for the next 10 years on Megan's list because he decided to grab 14-year-old fun bags when he's 26. So I reached out to the kid, maybe, maybe, maybe not because I want to put a bullet in his head and maybe, maybe or maybe not. I want to outfit him with the Tide box swimming shoes either. Either way i could not get a hold of this fella and i don't know where he is and to be honest i hope he was one of the guys eating the other guy's penis signing off the wonder bread wop mikey might have gone back to you my friend
2: i mean one heck of a turn in that story who would have known you know it's i mean you can never tell it was probably a dead giveaway though when he tried to take his girlfriend's mom to the prom <laughs> uh, what do you think bro? So, real good stuff. Thank you for that, Mikey Medigon. Thanks again. As always, great stuff. We're going to keep it on moving and finish up the sports and speds category where we go to Liam LeShmise-Reese, who is at NBC Peacock headquarters, with
1: the story. Liam, what's the scoop? Hi, folks. I'm here in New York. Football fans were outraged by the recent decision to make the Chiefs Dolphins game an exclusive to be streamed only on the Peacock. Even Sir Charles Barkley himself proclaimed it was a low class move during a recent podcast, during a recent podcast, and it was low class, the lowest of the low class. Peacock is owned by NBC, who could have just as easily broadcast the game on their NBC stations. Fans on Twitter called it a slap to the face. And it was a slap to the face after slap to the face after the slap to the face. First, it was Monday Night Football. Back in the day, it used to be on ABC. They switched it over to ESPN. You had to get cable for that. Then they then they rolled out the Thursday night games. You had to get the NFL Network for that. They put some of those on uh, Amazon Prime. Then it was the early morning games overseas. They put on NFL Network. Then this year, they hit us with that NFL Plus game for one of the early morning games. NFL, knock it off. You made $20 billion last year. NBC, you made $40 billion last year. Like, your kids are not going to starve, you know? You guys are greedy scumbags. Before I say something that I'm going to regret, I'm going to have to send it back to Matt. This is Liam Reese. Over and out. I mean, man. Tough story. Good news reporting, though, fellas. I'll tell you. The Dolphins
2: fans were salty about the loss, but they were even salty about having to pay to watch it. (laughs) The only thing colder than the temperature at the Chiefs-Dolphins game was the reception Peacock got for charging for it. (laughs) Oh, man. But speaking of charging for Peacock... This has been another episode of WPP News, a part of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied tonight by Mikey Medigan and Liam Leschmise Reese. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on Twitter and TikTok at Working Peapod. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. And please like and subscribe so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thank you for listening, and have a good one, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. See you.